0: I'm excited to do this show. I'm always excited to do this show. I'm Joshua Briscoe, Seth Geiser, Nate Taylor. We're all here. It's a good time. But there was a little extra sense of urgency right before we got going today because Seth informed Nate and I of something that's going to speed up his day.
1: I get this text from my wife who's currently at the gym, and I know she's at the gym. Boy, go to the store right now and get me a ring. (laughs) And so I just said, well... You know, do you need me to grab anything from Walgreens or are you too busy with your boyfriend to answer? See if he's rich. (laughs) He doesn't speak English very well. It said so in the message he showed me. Well, maybe some chicken and potatoes. (laughs) Yes. So I I said he showed you a message? Yes, because he doesn't speak English well, but he wanted to let me know that he thinks I'm very pretty. Which we all know is a lie because I'm a legit mess today. (laughs) That's my wife. You know, it's really, it's hard going through life pretty, isn't it? I mean to me it just sounds
0: like he's trying to fill out the bingo card. Set, say the line. Oh, uh, only weird games.
2: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Only Weird Games, formerly known as Time's Ours.
0: Ideally, that would have been about your wife, which would have been yeah. a lot of bingo card, but I mean, technically, maybe it's a free space.
1: It's okay. You said the code words. So the show could start now. wasn't the Only Weird game. I don't even need to say that Jazz is hot because there we go. random stranger guy at the gym said it for me. <laughs> Third time this has happened inside of two months where Jazz is like texting me like, hey... The gym's like a two-minute drive from my office. I actually did get one text like, hey, would you mind coming here in your suit and just giving me a kiss? <laughs> I was like, okay. And so I walk in there. I'm like, hey, babe, how you doing? You know, gave her a little kiss on the cheek. And she's like, yeah, because of that guy. am <laughs> like, just bringing in his general direction. Fellas, fellas, they're not at the gym to meet you. I've got terrible news Dang. to all you single fellas in the comments. If she's interested, she'll let you know. She'll let you know. Just be cool, man. Give her a, <laughs> give her a, a text. You for a kiss. I'm Someone sorry, just what? commented. I'm sorry. I, I, this is what you came to see,
3: right? Not work on the.
4: Yep. Yeah,
3: yeah. The yeah. You, oh, <laughs> you, you, you like this? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, you know. Normally, I use 45s for this lift, but today I'm doing oh. 35s because, you know, yesterday was a big, big deltoid day. Yeah.
3: I'm going to do my legs next if you want to follow me.
0: <laughs> Seth, have you considered that maybe this is a long ploy from your wife to try to get you to go to the
3: gym with her? Mm. Look To be, to be, she... uh, to be the, the big Hulk who's exactly. on guard. Look, exactly. Look, she... be
0: that, this absolute hunk of beef out here just throwing weights around. Like I feel like that could be that could be really good for your guys' in
1: a relationship. If she wanted me to stay in shape, she shouldn't have married me. Like <laughs> these are these are these are just things that we all know. And could, no, she, she, she I I, I do before. I do go to the I do go to the gym with her. And Ice pyro. None of us know what you just tuned into, and we're all sorry, genuinely. But no, I I go to the gym with her sometimes. And and I mean just she like wants to like work out together. We don't work out the same. She's like out here doing like like some of the machines, by the way. And so you know what, fellas, I can understand here to an extent. Because some of the machines that, that, that she uses, I'm like, what muscle is that working out other than come um, hither? Oh, I've said too much. No, <laughs> oh, I found the line. So I'm just saying, like, I don't understand, like, what's, like, what is that? Because I don't, she's like, hey, do you want to try this? I'm like, I absolutely don't want to try that machine, and no one in this gym wants me to try that machine, because...
0: Seth, are you talking about the the, the leg spread and clone yeah. one that does, yeah, it's for what your... What is it's, that? It's, I mean, it's for your legs, but I have it, I, but I understand. It's like, yeah, I'm going to do 20 minutes of chest, 20 minutes of shoulders, 20 minutes of come
1: hither, 20 minutes of... <laughs> I'm cycling. With... With me, that exercise is called run screaming, not come hither. <laughs> the not most up. important thing
0: is that that machine faces the wall. That's that was the the gym I used to go to. That was that machine was certainly facing away from polite society. And it was like, hey, I'm gonna just pretend I'm not here. Like I just like to throw a tarp over that machine just so I know I'm
3: like you in the like you're in the blue medical tent.
1: Yes, like, exactly. Guys, just- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep, <laughs> Keep walking gate. Everyone, give some space. Hey, so. Hey. Keep watching the
3: game. We, I don't know, half his body might be broken. <laughs> we solved the gym. Yeah. We just solved gym etiquette. Put put <laughs> a pop up tent
0: around over each machine and look because some people are out here, you know, doing those cum heathers, what, yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, and if you're, if you're trying to show off, like, like the pelvic lift thing, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If if you're if if you're out here peacocking, like if you're like trying to show your plumage or whatever, then you you can still be free to do that. But if I pull the blue medical tit over my head, it's like, "Hey, don't come hither. Let me work out and sweat in peace." I think we may have
3: just fixed gym etiquette. Yeah, shout out to DMAC, who I know, who says, "Turn the machine into a photo booth." <laughs> One oh, <love> more. <laughs> so look, if you with hey, if you are trying to uh, allure a certain person, yeah, we can take photos while also being on equipment. That's There are ways you can you.
0: I want everybody to just do the things that they're most comfortable doing yeah. doesn't
1: make anybody else uncomfortable. Yeah. That's right. the goal right. here. And again, fellas, again. And this, see, look, I had two older sisters, so I had this advice growing up. Mm-hmm. I kind of knew the score long before I got married and all this, and I was, I would tell my buddies this, high school, college, I was like, look, fellas, let's just take a breath. If they're interested, we'll know. They'll let you know. Yeah, They'll, they'll let you know. Now, it might be so... so
0: Keep an eye out for subtle clues, and hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say let's learn from 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 Travis Kelsey here. He put out a subtle right. Yeah. He said, sure. "Here's my phone number on a bracelet. Here's yeah. this, just so you know I'm interested, and then I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna I'm gonna take my space. And if you circle back around later, yeah. then we can have a little chat. Yeah. If you don't circle back around later, I'm not gonna follow you to your car." <laughs> Yeah, that's
1: there's a so, fine line there. Uh, it's a bad. Set. It's a pretty thick line,
0: <laughs>
3: but some <laughs> people are pretty thick. That bad line. Bad. That line's actually a wall, and uh, <laughs> oh, you do know, to go near it. As <laughs> a Josh oh my goodness! So, y'all <laughs> called the legal system. <laughs> yeah, Josh, how do we? How do we? Look, I know this is a show dedicated to cheese fans, and, and thank you all for for showing up and obviously listening this far along, but. How do we give advice to Jets fans who are trying to attract a competent, healthy, energetic quarterback? It's a how do great we lunch, how do we how do we pose this to them? Because I mean, I, I guess we learned this week that Trevor Simeon still wants to play football. That's I that's, learned that. And yeah.
0: you know, he's Yeah. He he unfortunately he's not Paxton Lynch tall, but he's six three. Oh. You know, that's that's quarterback quality. I, I was I had to Google it because Trains. I knew they went with a bunch of tall quarterbacks in a row. And so yeah. yes, yes Simeon's a, a downgrade from from Paxton Lynch and Brock Osweiler in that regard. But um, you know, I mean he he can show you a good time. Hmm. Is my favorite tough? Trevor Simeon's my favorite Trevor Simeon like spin zone is also the last line in his little blurb here generated from Wikipedia on Google. Simeon was a part of the 2015 Broncos team that won Super Bowl 50. Super Bowl winner, Trevor Simeon. I mean, to the letter of the law.
1: The law, yeah. He was a part of the Broncos team that won Super Bowl <laughs> 50. Ice, ice, pyros come on here. The Jets need a gentlemanly family man like Kirk Cousins. Uh, they need someone to settle do. down with. They need someone they to have a do. family. They just yes. they've they've gone uh. through their fling with the weird hippie guy who does shrooms in a in a in a shed or whatever, and it, it didn't a work lot out. lot sooner than they wanted, you yep. know. That's right. Yeah, it often doesn't need. It. But see, see, Tom Meyer thinks that they need that hot young stud. That I don't know. That's how you get your heart broken. You need that family man to just come in, provide some stability. Some security, a kind of guy who knows who knows how to properly make you know a cabin style fire yes. on a nice crisp fall Minnesota day. You, everyone needs that in their life. These are like that's like one of my two skills that I have, guys. We, I, I'm only partly kidding here. <laughs> the,
3: that, the The best part about Kirk Cousins is um, he's going to take a beating, but still be honest and willing to continue to show up continue to try to do better continue to try to do his part in the relationship um he's going to keep going to to the to the to the sessions to the therapy sessions he's going to continue to to do everything that's necessary to try to make this a, a a sustainable um season of football the the problem is is that You also guaranteed him all that money. Yeah, Look, I don't wanna I don't wanna like it's tough. Get into the particulars,
0: but you <laughs> it's kind tough. of guaranteed his existence. But but <laughs> you you know day in, day out, he's gonna be there and provide. Yes, the problem yes. the problem is got a track record at this point, uh uh-huh. He has a hard time performing when the lights go off. And mm. if that's important to you, mm. if you plan on playing a lot of primetime games, Seth, what mm. are you laughing at? Mm. If you play a lot of primetime games that's going to be a tough thing for you because sometimes he he just can't keep that intensity for four quarters and and that's you know it's a, it's kind of an odd thing because in so many other ways he's everything you'd want um but anyway today's show is brought to you
3: by Josh look last year with everybody's families around he he did perform quite well on Thanksgiving so that you, you know, know and honestly and honestly that. Nate, that's a red flag for me that's a red flag <laughs> look i just no i'm just one... trying to, i'm just
1: trying to give something in the pro category so, yeah uh if, you, with the, the light do you go on. want a guy that that uh that performs when the lights are out or do you want the kind of guy that'll take the garbage out after a tough day yep these That's are a great question these these are yes Tom he did say that I'm just trying to survive here oh my goodness. Someone asked if I got this flustered before we were in video, and no, I didn't, Oh, because I didn't have oh. to look at Josh when he said things like that. Oh, I
0: don't understand. I guess if someone could tell me what I said. Hey, Tucker, just let me know in the chat if we can take a break, like, really soon, and then just start the show for real after that. Like, I don't know how we i know we usually push that 15-minute mark, but if we can take a break at 12, we'll do that shortly. Go ahead,
3: Nate. What are you going to say? The— Look, we've talked about handling your business, matriculating the ball down the field to get into the end zone. That's right. Uh, Obviously, we know that when the lights come on, that's when we need to perform at our absolute best. And that's what you prepare the whole week for, right? Um, You know, there there are simple things like taking out the trash, doing the dishes, doing the laundry, you know, responding to emails and texts when necessary. Um, That's all the protection scheme, right? And then you got to get to your star players to actually get into the end zone. So... This isn't any different than what we've done in our previous recording life. And look, we all know what the end goal is. Okay, the opponent knows what the end goal is. You got to have a little bit of creativity, ingenuity, but you still have the confidence and the skill set to to really perform uh, when no one's watching. I think that's except for who you know who, right, Seth. There's always someone watching.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. I, uh, I think, I think yeah. it's a great point, Nate. Um, and specifically when you think about like what you need around. If you have Kirk Cousins, you, you need protection. And if you don't, just sign Philip Rivers. Let's take a break.
1: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
4: Fellas, are you running into some stubble trouble? Are you dreaming of that clean-shaven look, but hate going through the hassle of a wet shave every other day? Well, I know you are, and that's why we've partnered with Manscaped, the brand for Below the waist is coming to save that beautiful face. Yes sir, Manscaped now has beard products and is going a step further with the launch of their brand new Andyman Electric Face Shaper. It's designed to give your face that smooth and chiseled finish without the mess of a traditional shave. Make sure to join the 9 million men worldwide who have trusted Manscaped with our exclusive offer. Head over to Manscaped.com and use code KCSN for 20% off and free shipping. Your face is the first thing people see when you walk through a door. Give them something to look at with Manscaped's handyman. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with long-lasting battery universal charging, and a strong motor. Trust me, gentlemen, you cannot go wrong with any of their options. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code KCSN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code KCSN. Hit the refresh button with the handyman. It's more fun to be there for live Kansas City Chiefs football. And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered.
1: As the official marketplace of the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL – Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. And you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to wrap your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com Chiefs.
2: With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared dietitian dietician-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Need an extra boost to support your wellness goals and feel your best as you tackle a busy autumn? Try Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45 plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillet. Or for an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. Head to factormeals.com/kcsn50 and use code KcsN50, to get fifty percent off. That's right, fifty percent off by using code KCSN fifty at factormeals.com slash KCSN fifty to get fifty percent off.
0: So the Jets, the Chiefs, Sunday night football. Willie really? A accidentally cutting a promo. He didn't mean to. Zach Wilson, still the quarterback. Uh let's let's dive into it a little bit here, fellas. I I think the the fun and silly place we can start actually talking about Chiefs-Jets is what happened to Willie Gay yesterday. And I, I mean what happened to Willie Gay yesterday. Um, if you haven't heard the clip, uh, the esteemed Todd Lebo of of, of my uh, Sports Radio 810 WHB, he, he asked Willie Gay a very innocuous question that you would ask to any defender any week leading up to a game. Yep. You know, look at the Jets' offense. What do you see? What, what do are you see? Willie Gay took a long pause, exhaled, Smiled a little bit, said, Damn, that's a tough question. Mm. And then he proceeded just to talk about the running game a little bit. He said, You know, they, they want to keep the ball on the ground, explicitly says that wasn't to be funny or anything. And then later says that they're kind of an offense in panic mode right now. I'm going to tell you what that, that's my summary. You ought to watch the video also because seeing it is different than hearing it, and hearing it is yes. different than reading it. And, and he, he complimented their running backs. Yes. Three
1: like, excellent running backs he claimed. He he tried to really I think I could be wrong here, but you could kind of almost see the wheels turn a little bit after he said the first thing. Do you remember years ago when Quentin Williams was being interviewed leading up to I don't remember if it was the national championship or the college playoffs? where he started to say something about the opposing quarterback they were going to be facing, and you saw his brain, like, shut down for a second. (laughs) It's like, no, no, I don't really have anything to say. And, like, the jokes people made about that, like, no, that dude just saw Nick Saban showing up in his room (laughs) at 2 a.m. this morning with a man, with a weapon. Do you ever want to play for Alabama again? Yeah, refer me to rule number one. Shut (laughs) (laughs) your mouth. Okay, all right. (laughs) Uh, So... it was a similar thing. He tried to rehabilitate it because it was like, oh, you don't, you know, they really want to run the ball because their running backs are so good is what I meant. Yes. And they, and they do have good running backs. Let's be They honest. do. Yes. We got yeah, a running I, team. I
0: just flatly took that as him trying his hardest to, to not make a cut out of it, to, 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 not have it go viral. Explicitly said I, Nate, I took it 100% at face value when he says that's not to be funny. I'm not making jokes. I don't think he smirked because he was going to light Zach Wilson on fire. Um. What? But I, I do want to know what your big J journalism uh, take on it was, and, and how people should feel
3: about uh, Willie Gay's accidental pot shot. This is, I think, a sign of growth. I think this is a sign of growth for someone who is very authentic, pretty honest. When we do talk to him, whether it's with cameras, whether it's without cameras, um, one of the one of the best parts of last season is when I wrote a a feature on Nick Bolton. I got time with Willie Gay. And he told me things about Nick Boltman that nobody else on the team would, because hmm. of who he is. Um, now, if people don't remember the week of the AFC Championship game with the Patrick Mahomes ankle injury sort of looming over everything, Willie Gay found a way to say, "Now nah, we're gonna stop him." Yeah. And everybody was like, "You sure you want to say that before?" Kid? He's like, "No, we got the we got the talent, we got the athletes." He obviously knew the game plan at that point too. Uh, even though he didn't reveal anything, but he but he felt confident enough to be like, no, we're actually going to like we're going to stop them. Like, they're not going to do what they did to us, what they did to the bills. And uh, I will say that some people in the chiefs organization got to Willie and said, can you can you can can we refer you to the rule number rule number one? We trying to go
2: to the this- Guys.
3: And, of course, that's on top of everything that happened last year with Justin Reed, not knowing who the Bengals tight end actually was uh, before the first matchup, uh, which did actually ignite even more fire in the Chiefs-Bengals rivalry. So, on top of all this, Willie Gay says those things. Obviously, the Chiefs played great on defense uh, for much of that game, obviously, win. But this time, it wasn't arrogance it wasn't confidence that came out of willie gay's mouth it was actually him mentally processing in real time in front of us to say how can i be both professional but be a service to the reporters because they have a job to do and and we do and we always appreciate that and how can i say something that is both honest and true without necessarily being bulletin my bulletin board material or angering insert set player or the whole coach as a whole. Um Sorry, Nate
0: was getting a call from 1940.
1: <laughs> it's the president.
3: <laughs> I can't. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, he <laughs> is, is, he, it actually does show a, tend of, a, a bit of growth and maturity just because I think, um, he did everything I think in a correct manner it's just he he was being a human being and sometimes that can get misconstrued or um, you know over exaggerated I guess is probably the better word uh, and look you know I've been doing this long enough to know that like it's week four and it feels a sensation right now but it won't even mean anything like tomorrow or definitely Sunday yeah, uh, but it is something fun to talk about. And, and it, we did want to, you know, discuss it here and sort of peel some of the layers and, and some of the curtain over this. But, yeah, I mean, he was factual. He was honest. He was still himself. He didn't, like, change into a different character. But I also think it really doesn't matter, um, you know, what his answer is and how it may impact the game. They know that all the, the Chiefs defense knows if we just get to third down, we'll win the majority of the time. So it's there, you know, so for Willie to say, hey, they have a good running game. Well, if you stop them or first on second down, you get to the fun part of the game, which is actually dictating to the offense on third down. Um, but that's maybe a bit more, you know, I don't know, journalistically integrity and and accurate and like trying to be like professional on, on my side of it instead of like social media and being like, it's, he thinks Zach Wilson's terrible. He didn't even mention this man's name. And it's like, uh, I mean, he know they struggling. Like Talibor know they struggling. That's why he asked the question. <laughs> you know? So it's it's not a big deal, but I do appreciate that. We did see Willie Gate today before practice, and he also smiled, said hello, and went straight to the hot tub.
0: Yep. <laughs> he deserved
3: it. <laughs> he was. He,
0: yeah. he, 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 took, we were, he took his ground
3: like, yesterday. Yeah, we weren't going to, like, you know, you know, sort of converge on him again, you know, to do another. Usually you talk to guys once or twice a week, maybe. Uh, maybe twice if something else happens or if they're dealing with an injury or whatnot. Or, hey, you know, like last week we talked to Drew Tregwell two times because we got confirmation that Nick Bolton probably wasn't going <laughs> to be on Friday. So we talked to Drew on, like, Wednesday and Friday of last week. Um, but, yeah, he just sort of walked through, got some stuff. And yeah, headed off. but like, we all made eye contact and we all had a laugh about it. And he's just like, yeah,
0: I'm going to go to the hot tub. <laughs> if we could all have that reaction to more things in
1: life too. Right. Yeah, right, yeah, exactly. yeah. I'm going go uh, to I'm gonna go to the hot tub. Well, if I had a hot tub readily available to me throughout the day, I probably would react that way. Can you imagine, you know, like, I just get this phone call. Oh no, a terrible crime occurred. That's a bummer. I'm gonna go to the hot tub. Get a hot tub. Like there'd <laughs> be a lot of ways that you could just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to the hot tub and just let that marinate for about 20 minutes and just, you know, that's that's the line I use. By the way, I'm gonna let that marinate. I'm gonna let that marinate. I, I've always enjoyed that expression. No idea why, but that's that's what I tell people when I'm upset with something. I'm just gonna let that marinate for a minute. Just gonna think about that and let that marinate. And that's what he was doing. It, it sounds really nice, but it's code for I'm so mad I can't speak to you. Yeah. <laughs> I am going to regret what I say if I talk right now. Right. It really. And when it comes to the Jets offense, look, Tyler Wilson is very, very physically talented. I've watched I the don't even global. know who Tyler Wilson is. Dang it. Every time. He was a guy that was in the same draft as Geno Smith back in 2013. And there were these huge debates on Arrowhead Pride, whether they should maybe draft Tyler Wilson, who I like, got drafted in like the sixth round. Which, okay. by, the way, okay. so, by the way, can we circle back to something really quick? Yeah, this is sure. Nothing okay. to do with anything? Yeah, okay. Jets week. Absolutely. Jets Speaking of the Jets, you know who used to play for the Jets? Geno Smith. This is how I'm going to pull this all together. Mm. Okay. I was on go. team draft Geno Smith with the first overall pick and got mocked mercilessly for it, including with how his time ended with the Jets. He's yep. been a journeyman since then. And for a decade, I was like, man, maybe I don't really know ball. And then Patrick Mahomes came along. I was like, oh, maybe I do. I'm glad things turned out the way they did. Mm-hmm. But had Geno Smith been drafted by Andy Reid? 100%. Mm-hmm. And now, now, he's not He's not going to have Patrick Mahomes' career. I don't think even Geno Smith would say that. I don't think Geno Smith's mom would say that. It'd be like, but yeah, I think he would have done really well in Kansas City. And it's just kind of a – there's a sliding doors thing there that's just kind of interesting. So I'm just saying, again – for those who are new listeners to only weird games came over from times. This is a reminder. I know ball. I just know ball. I knew Gino Smith and it took a decade for me to be right, but I'm still right. Anyway, the the Jets offense real bad, man. Now, now we'll see. <laughs> Here's the deal. I was less. Now I, I don't want to bring back the jinx that was in our former show yeah. where Anytime we took a team lightly, it's like, oh, hey, turns out that Matt Ryan and the Colts sure are gonna beat them. Like, what? So I, I don't want to bring that back. But like last week I was really afraid. I was going into that game, like, you know. And I and you guys did a great job on the show without me, by the way. Did no one Pause. Thank you. Listen, listen, I enjoyed listen, it. I was driving to a listen. conference and I was like, man, those guys, they sure do make beautiful podcasts. Anyway. I was nervous to say anything about Justin Fields when I was on the Tuesday show and like how their offense looked because it looks real bad. Mm. And then the Chiefs defense because like we've all Chiefs fans have seen this a million times. They have seen a quarterback come out of nowhere and well, whenever it was, I don't know. It's, it's who, who's to say? So <laughs> so I I was I was spooked that we were going to see Justin Fields have a get right game. I'm still the Chiefs fan in me that has seen this happen dozens of times is still a little bit spooked about a get right game for Zach Wilson. I will say though, even more so than Justin Fields, who has the great equalizer of his feet. I am genuinely concerned for Zach Wilson's mental health on Sunday night because the lights are on, and Spags has kind of had a few games to see who he likes and what they spags do. had a couple of drinks. Yeah. Spags Spags is gonna have had a he's had a couple of football drinks he's ready to try something weird and he (laughs) he like I always go back to 2021 Chiefs Packers the Jordan Love game that was the most disrespectful game plan I have ever seen in my life where it was just like every single snap there were eight dudes in the box and he's like lining them all up on the line of scrimmage like all right, Jordan show us, you know, which one of these dudes is coming. And I don't think he got it right once. Like, it was so bad. And that's why, like, I'm surprised Jordan Love is doing as well as he is. He's clearly learned a lot. That's yeah. great. But I can see him doing, because with, with Zach Wilson, the
0: issue is... You can actually is, hear in the quarterback meetings now. It's not just conspiracy theory talk.
1: <laughs> but I, I'm i just really... The Spags, like, they they had a pretty specific game plan for Fields, and they can count on their front four to get some pressure. So that's kind of a difference. Um, You know, Mike Dana's a better player now. Karloftis is coming into his own. So they don't need to blitz all the time. But that kind of makes it worse because he's still going to do the same thing. (laughs) He is going to have Drew Tranquil and Willie Gay Jr. lined up on that A-gap while Dana and Chris Jones are like right next to him. And and Wilson's going to be like, well, who's coming? And they're going to be like, we don't know. And you don't (laughs) know either. You better. Out the ball to find out and it's gonna be hilarious and I guarantee you there's gonna be one throw where Zach Wilson is just like pulling a Deshaun Watson and just chucking the ball randomly um I'm looking forward to that because I we're three games in and I'm trying to still maintain some sense of pessimism about the defense but it's getting harder every week although again Nate you said this the Bears tape means nothing like that was
3: yeah it the, I, other than Trent is awesome right And one thing that Steve Spagnuolo can pull from what Bill Belichick did last week is simulated pressures, right? To your point where you say, hey, there's six to seven guys in the box. They all have their feet sort of moving forward and only Mm -hmm. four are coming, but you have no idea which four there are. Or, you know, what Belichick is so great at is overloaded pressure from simulated looks where it's like, oh my God, like, but the Titans over here and he's like, yeah, that guy's blocking here. I
1: don't, we don't yeah. Care about yeah. Him. Yeah. He's doing nothing. He's he like, well, nothing. thank God we slid our protection where no one no is one rushing is. the passer. No one's there. And there's four guys rushing you know, versus t- the left tackle and the left guard. So, so it doesn't
3: necessarily have to be like a traditional five man blitz or six man blitz, yep. but they could also do these simulated pressures that are just as effective. Um, if it does sort of mess up or give hesitation to, to Zach Wilson in the offensive line, of life. Now the, the interesting problem uh, for the jets, I feel like is they probably need to play in a lot of two tight end. I don't even know if they have three capable tight ends, but I don't know, shove it in the playbook this week. The, the best way for the jets, I think to move the ball is actually to take less receivers or to put less receivers on the field. Yep. And hope Garrett Wilson can win the occasional one-on-one against yep either LeJarious Sneed or Trent McDuffie, which is obviously something to look forward to and watching. But the Jets still kind of run a modern NFL offense, which says we have three receivers on the field. And if that happens, that is not to the Jets' advantage, in my belief. I, I actually think that tilts the favor largely into the Chiefs' uh, hand. Um, so I'll be fascinated to see what sort of adjustments, because the the impressing you get from the Jets – and everything that's going on with them right now is that going one and three, especially after winning the game when you lost Aaron Rodgers, is not it's not great. And of course we know Trevor Simeon's coming, but he may still be a week or two away. So uh, but they,
0: then he will still be Trevor Simeon, according to my sources. Yeah, I've looked into it, and he will still have a severe case of being Trevor Simeon. Yeah, and we're all rooting for him to overcome that. I mean, that's that's no easy trade for a quarterback, but it, yeah. it's going to make that recovery time pretty extensive, I'd imagine.
1: And, and you know what? This isn't fair to Trevor Simeon. He's had some good games against the Chiefs, but just overall, it's not like he's like a, it's like, oh, you're going to, here's our savior, Trevor Simeon. We are going to hand the ball over to Trevor Simeon. I mean, it's like the it's the voiceover thing from the Simpsons. You know what I mean? And so it's they had they had
3: better options available to them. But look, you know, uh game manager Trevor Simeon versus game manager Zach Wilson. I understand the, the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Um, Me too, to be clear. Me too. So so with all that said, like this is not a this is not a must win game for the Jets, but this is a game where they don't necessarily want to be embarrassed. Uh they actually want to feel like they're competing and trading in the right direction because their schedule is still not totally difficult. Uh, But you don't want the season to get away from you before we get to like the middle of October, which could happen. Um, But the chiefs are, the chiefs are a better team. And again, if they, you know, prove that in a pretty efficient manner, they should feel good about um, having two repeat performances where they dominated the opponent from, you know, Start to finish. Uh, I I think we need to hit the injury report real quick because there's been yeah. some,
0: some surprises on it that I kind of want to get your feel for, Nate, and, and see if you have a better idea of what's going on with a few of them. Um, Noah Gray is now two days out with an illness, did not participate Wednesday or Thursday. Um, Nick Bolton has not practiced Wednesday or Thursday after obviously missing last week's game. Chris Jones showed up on Wednesday with a groin injury mm-hmm. um limited both Wednesday and Thursday and for more information, don't Google Chris Jones groin just hate just wait for us to explain it to you um, and then Canarius Tony limited both days uh, with his toe issue he he had two snaps against the uh, against the bears, bears and in, in one target um so that one makes a lot of sense. Chris Jones had a very limited workload Nate. Uh, against Chicago, but but Spags, I think Spags and Joe Colin both today talked about that being more about the scoreboard than it was yeah. about the groin. Um, so I don't know if that's if that's something new that popped up since the game, or if they are saying it, it was a little bit the groin, and a little bit the team. Uh, but but let's let's start with Chris Jones. What's what's the deal there? And I didn't mention actually because he wasn't on the top of the injury report that today. Oh yes, um, Donovan Smith was added. Uh, Full participant yesterday with a rib, Rib, which I think was that when he was on the ground against the players. That's what that was from. So he went from full participant Wednesday to limited today. Last thing for me is that limited means less than 100% of your snaps, but you played some. So there is a huge, or that you practice some. There's a huge gap of what that could mean. So Nate, explain it all in perfect clarity.
3: Yeah. So in a regular season practice, Travis Kelsey may get 40 reps, you know? Uh, If he takes 39 reps, he is, by definition, limited. Or he could have one rep of the usual 40 and still be in the limited category. It's a weird system in the NFL sort of line of thinking when it comes to why you want to give your money to your bookies or to all the gambling companies. Uh, Because legally, we have to tell you, for fair competition and integrity that he Donovan Smith had two less repetitions today because hey, we want to, you know, because we know you got a rib thing. We just want to get, you know, uh, Lucas Niang some more reps because, especially with Prince Taguayango going on IR, he might be the new swing tackle. Go ahead.
1: Go ahead, Seth. Oh, did, did did Prince get hurt filling in on snaps that he maybe shouldn't have been playing because, well, no, I think he got hurt later in the game, right? He might have been pulled regardless. He was, he, he yeah, he would have been. He
3: was at the spot. Donovan Smith, though. I mean, it was him and Donovan Smith out there. Yeah, my my belief was he probably would have been in that spot anyway. Uh, the other issue, though, is would they have put, I guess they felt Nessa difficult thing about Prince because he was capable that the Chiefs felt to do both left and right, which is why he was the one active. Whereas, you look at Lucas Niang, he is more or less a right tackle. Like I'm not sure he can go from right to left. So maybe you could argue maybe Jawan would have gone to left. Prince would have been at right. Maybe Donovan Smith comes off, especially with the rib injuries. But again, we'll never know because of the uh, controversy. Because of the controversy surrounding Jawan Taylor he got hurt chasing down a Blaine Gabbert pick right right correct that also Absolutely.
0: just stinks
3: yeah so yeah. it's a it's it's an unusual body movement change of direction trying to make a tackle which again he does not practice and uh, Andy Reid told us yesterday that it is a quad tier and he could be done for the year they're gonna have to reevaluate him uh, in about a month or so and see if he can um, trend in a way to where his rehab because I don't think he'll necessarily need surgery um, but however long his rehab period is now, however long the season is, you, you know, they just have to decide because there's only so many players you can bring back from IR during the regular season, which is another again, key mechanism that you have to keep in mind. Um, with everything said, I think Chris Jones will play on Sunday. Um, you know, the coaching staff, whether it was Chris Jones or excuse me, whether it was Steve Spagnuolo, Joe Cullen, Andy Reid, they all feel. Um, like it's more of a precautionary thing because they know obviously he didn't have training camp didn't have the preseason so it's better to be cautious versus anything else but I still think he'll play his general amount of snaps Um, with Kadarius Tony from the individual period that we saw today uh, he will also play I think this is just here's my I don't have this 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 is a high highly educated guess ladies and gentlemen I think Kadarius Tony's limited participant is more for Rasheed Rice to get more reps with the first-team offense. Uh, Because what I saw today at practice is a very spry Kadarius Tony who looks to be, you know, as healthy as you would want him to be. Uh, Coming off a toe injury in week two, not playing a ton in week three just because he only had one practice on Friday, and now he's being a participant yesterday, today being Thursday, and he'll obviously practice Friday, which means he'll be a part of the game plan in a fuller way against the Jets. What my intuition what what I, as best as I can surmise from all this, I think the team is really trying to push um, the progress of Rasheed Rice as quickly as they can because they obviously see that he has talent and that he's handled what he has been asked to do so far pretty well outside of just. You know, that that one thing from time to time, just catching the football. But if you want to put him in more plays, or if you want to expand his package of plays, I should say, uh, then you need to put him on the field more often with Sky Moore, Marquez, Alder, Skitlin, Justin Watson. And look, there's no need to necessarily push Kadarius Tony right now just because you know he's more or less healthy. He was there on the field in support kind of in an emergency situation if somebody else at the position had gotten hurt. But now he's back into the swing of things. So, um, again, let's say Kedarious Tawny could run 28 routes in Wednesday's practice. Well, maybe they say run 20. Those 20 look good. All right, rookie, come in. You can do the other stuff. Let's see. Let's go through the our play script or our cards to understand, like, what I want to see today, whether that's third and long. Uh, tomorrow will be red zone. Sometimes they do third and fourth and short on Friday as well. Um, so you want to get a lot of the traditional stuff out of the way before you get to Friday's practice, which is very situational-based, sort of how do we end the game at four-minute drill, all that type of stuff. Uh, I know that's a lot to say, but I think in, in summary, quick summary, Chris Jones will play, Kadarius Stone will play. Um, Donovan Smith will we'll keep an eye on that, but I I assume he'll play. He's um, He's dealt with injuries in the past, and last year it was a combination of injuries. It wasn't just one specific one, so now that we know he has a rib injury, We'll keep that in mind. But again, uh, until proven otherwise, I think he'll play. And, you know, one guy that also uh, missed today's practice was Jalen Watson, who has a shoulder injury. And with all that in mind, that means Joshua Williams will probably be the number three cornerback if the Chiefs want to give Jalen Watson a week to recoup because they're playing the Jets.
0: Seth, I I saw you getting as excited about some of that rights cooking as I did.
1: I... How do I say this? When 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 Nate, I want to say this tactfully and correctly. When Nate was talking about Rasheed Rice getting more snaps, I was looking at him like that dude at the gym was looking at my wife. <laughs> I mean, presumptively. I don't know. Sinfully. I wasn't there. Sinfully. Yeah. sinfully L- I was lovely. sinfully looking at Nate. Ellis,
3: welcome to today's youth sermon i want to talk to you guys about lust okay (laughs) lust. have you heard the word we talked about that one so much more than we
1: talked about greed that's wild why did that happen to you Uh, no it's 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 a weird thing but i i want to talk about rishi rice are we able to talk about rishi rice right now or do we have to do like things first well we should we do we should do a thing
0: uh, that's the injury report. I feel like there was some other spinoff of that that seemed interesting, but no, I feel like, look, I, I feel like we can go ahead and take a moment to, uh, to welcome our, our dear, our dear friend and producer and, um, email writer, extraordinary Tucker D. Franklin and to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. You know, the D in Tucker D. Franklin stands for DraftKings.
4: That's true. They did pay for that. So, uh, well, you know, we're back with another week of NFL football on DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw a fiver down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football's more fun when you're in on the action, so download the app now and sign up with code KCSN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code KCSN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. Twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdictions. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftKings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Back to you, Josh.
0: Tucker, excellent as always. And I don't want to make you wait any longer, Seth. Tell us about how you're feeling about Rasheed Rice. And all of those those borderline inappropriate things that Nate just said. You
1: know, <laughs> those inappropriate things. So, uh, with Rasheed Rice, it's interesting to see the team trying to put someone, a receiver, on a little more of a fast track. Because that is different than what we've seen. With Andy Reid, it is, you have to force your way onto the field. And... He does have that one thing, and Nate alluded to that, and that one thing is important. In that, at least once per game, he's been like, just oh, oh, just you know, fighting the ball, and and you can see it. And this last one led to a pick. Yep. He is so good at running after the catch, but he knows it, and he just, he just wants to start running. That's I'm telling you, that's the Dwayne Bow right there. It's like I want to start running now, though, and. He'll work on that, I think. But you can see him having some comfort against zone coverages. You can see him comfort comfortable drifting against them, finding his spots. And he did a good job with that in college, too. There's a reason he had like a billion yards receiving in college. Yeah. One of them, yes, he physically outclassed a lot of people in his conference. That was just a fact. But he also has always looked comfortable against zone looks. That's a big deal. So... That makes me really excited because guys like like Sky Moore, who's looked a little better since week one, looked a little more... He's been the primary read a few more times, and he's responded pretty well to it. But he wasn't able to force his way onto the field as much last year. Whereas you can see them kind of like, hey, we need someone to fill that Juju Smith-Schuster role. You know, maybe the plan was Sky Moore coming in, but you can see why it would make sense for that to be Rasheed Rice. They are a little more similar players than Sky Moore and Juju Smith-Schuster. Correct. Um, And with Rasheed Rice, he is a similar type player, except he's a little more explosive. That's nice to see. So we'll we'll see kind of what happens there. The other thing with the injury report you did, so Bolton hasn't practiced all week, right? Correct. Correct, right. So that's another reason if the Jets really do want to, like, just try to turn this into a slugfest say, hey, we're going to throw out 12 and 13 personnel, try to run it down your throat, because one of your best run stuffers isn't in. Mm -hmm. Do I think that would... Now, that's where it comes in handy for the Chiefs. Oh, hey, we run four deep at linebacker who are good against the run, so go nuts. I don't think that'd be the way to go. Um, It'd be nice to see, like, a Leo Leo game, though, wouldn't it? Like, Leo gets, like, 50 snaps because they're in 13 personnel the whole time. Because... That is that that is, that's it. that is yeah right.
3: That is their counterattack to you know two tight ends or three tight ends on the field. Yes,
0: yes. and least that's we got assistant defense some assistant coaches today, and I I think at least two of them mentioned Leo Chanel about something completely unprompted, mostly just about how strong and violent he is.
1: <laughs> right, and this is he is really a like downhill it. player, downhill line of scrimmage. It's really interesting to me that you get a defense that is right now. As good as the, the pass rush has been pretty good with Jones. Not uh-huh. elite, but pretty good. Jones is obviously elite, and I, I think once a minute who's there, and then that knocks Dana down to maybe the number three or number four dude and Karloftis to maybe the number three or number four dude. You're uh-huh. cooking with gas, and I'm excited about it. I'm real excited about it. But they're primarily secondary-based. They've got four corners that are good. They've got two that are real good. Mm-hmm. Um, They like their safeties. By the way, shout-out to Brian Cook, who's not being talked about enough. That dude can play and has looked really impressive um, as a second-year guy. His range is better than, than I think, advertised. Um, they're able to play him single high if they want. It's been really cool. But So they're like kind of built from the back, but because they like their linebackers so much, they have a change-up for those 12 and 13 personnel sets that they can say, okay, fine, we've got multiple linebackers we really like. We're going to stack the line of scrimmage with them and see if you can do it. I, I did see. Just so you guys know, Dan Orlovsky says he's tweeting about he this the I chat. Said, hey, Dan. Yeah. yeah, he's he was uh, he say he's tweeting out that uh, you know take the handcuffs off, go down swinging for Zach Wilson. They've got to stop handcuffing him and babying him. And you know what? I am all for it because how many picks do you think he throws against cover six? If that's the rough. I was role? actually gonna say six. because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you just know Spags is like, oh. Oh, they're going to spread it out and grab it. Cool. You're not going to see one man coverage look all day if you go that route. You won't. And they they trust Sneed. They trust McDuffie against a guy like Wilson. But he is going to say, okay, kid, show me that you recognize this disguise. And Zach Wilson has done nothing to show that he can sift through that. Uh, can, I, can I provide um,
3: just another detail as to why, um, again, my understanding is why the team might be putting a little bit more
1: on Rasheed Rice's plate. I want to hear all the Rasheed Rice content. I'm here for Rasheed Rice content, and because it's my job. Now, look, this can, again, be sort
3: of evaluated by how he plays on Sunday. Does he get more snaps? Is he on the field more in critical down-and-distance situations? But one thing that we are starting to see that is becoming a trend because we've only got three games, Um, Is this is via, I I just looked this up. Um, This is via true media and pro football focus. Gentlemen, when Patrick Mahomes drops back this season, how many, or I guess, what is the percentage you believe opponents, the Bears, the Jaguars, and the Lions, how much have they played zone combined when Mahomes is dropping back to
1: pass the football this year? It's got to be a ton. The, the Lions played a ton; they were like seventy-five percent or something. And the Bears were in a lot of zone. From what I when when I reviewed Kelsey's films mm-hmm. initially, well, right. that's the reason why. Yes, open not, all day. That did not work. Wow, he was open all day. Kelsey had had Mahomes and Kelsey chosen. He could have gone for two hundred yards. He really, by could've. the way, they need to get him back on pace for a thousand yard season. There's things at stake here, but. I I no I I wouldn't He's even 14 know fourteen games. Yeah, that's true. Solid point. Um, okay. I I wouldn't even I I would say it's been at least sixty percent of the time, and because I don't know how much man coverage, I'm not really remembering. Jacksonville played, yeah, yeah. I'll and, take the over.
3: Uh, so you'll take the over. Uh, it, I don't know if anybody's put anything in the comments yet. As I look here, Ross guessed sixty percent. Ross knows ball. Okay, uh, guys, it's for this year through three games. It is seventy six point two percent.
1: Seventy six point—that's a lot.
3: That is ninety nine specific snaps where, when Patrick Mahomes drops back to pass, the defense is in zone coverage, based on True Media and how Pro Football Focus obviously charts what the defense is doing, uh, both free and post snap. Now, what's fascinating about all this is because of what we've all said about Rasheed Rice—is he is he is he is built he. The Chiefs believe that he could fill the zone-receiving, you know, sort of option for the offense, obviously at a young age as a rookie. Um, with, obviously, Kadarius Tony being the more dynamic player, uh, you know, Sky Moore is actually getting a lot more uh, look towards the boundary than I anticipated when yep. we looked at everything in training camp. And so if that obviously remains to be the case, you know, in V.S., and Justin Watson are going to go deep, which means uh, if this trend holds, Rasheed Rice's, I guess, importance to the offense in his role could perhaps be bigger than even the team anticipated when they drafted him, and especially, obviously, uh, going into opening night, where it's just like, hey, you know, we don't want to overload him because he's a rookie because we've never seen him in the NFL context just yet. right? But as we move further along, Mahomes, in this offense, is facing way more zone than ever before. So to give people proper context, I went and looked back at last year's stats through a 17-game regular season, of course, with Juju Smith-Schuster on the field. Obviously, you take him out and you insert, obviously, guys like Justin Ross and uh, Rasheed Rice. Last year, opponents played zone 58.8% of the time. So we are seeing... One of the biggest jumps, again, through three games right in Mahomes's ever career. He's never had zone coverage this much this early in any season that he has been the starting quarterback. So um, as we try to glean information and understand what the team is doing now versus what they've experienced so far, and considering what Robert Sala's defense is about, cover three, you know, Keep everything back, but obviously try to be aggressive at certain points. The Chiefs are going to see zone on Sunday for the most part, um, and so all this tells us is just it should be information that to say, Rasheed Rice should have another four to five, maybe even six opportunities um, to be successful in the game if his skill set matches up with the play calling and obviously the, the design of what the game plan is for Sunday.
0: We talked a lot about rice, which we're all happy about, but I want to make sure you guys both actually have proper time to talk about Trent McDuffie or Trent McStuff Muffet, Sud Muffet, or I think Sterling Holmes today has called him Trent McStuffie because he's like leading the team in tackles or whatever. Ah. Uh, I don't. So we have lots of options for nicknames for uh, for Run TMC. I just came up with that. How About that, everybody. How about Run TMC. Mm-hmm. I. I. You ever get the uh, Dexter McCluster uh, T-shirt? Yeah. I, I, I yeah, I saw those. Definitely had one of those in a smaller size at an earlier time in my life and never quite lived up to the hope. But I loved I loved to McCluster. But not as much as we love Trent McDuffie. So, uh, Seth, you did the film review uh, at this point now a little over a week ago, I think, and and we talked about it a smidge, the the show you were gone, um, Mm -hmm. right after it came out. But we haven't had uh, a ton of time to do that over these last couple episodes. And, Nate, you have discussed and written about McDuffie uh many times now. We don't have to go all the way back to the sort of draft day story unless there's a nugget you want to connect. It's just all the the entire story of how Tripp McDuffie got to Kansas City to the player he is right now in I believe I did the math on this also. I think it was last week, including the playoffs, that Trent McDuffie played his 17th NFL game. Oh so finally a full regular season. Yeah. Um came in week three of the second season. Yeah. Right, uh, because he also played the three games in uh, in the playoffs and, and missed six. So I think we got all that math right. Uh but Seth, why don't you start us off with with how excited you are about Trent McDuffie and then Nate, you can talk about not only what you've
1: already written, but also what some of the coaches said today out at Arrowhead. Um I I'll put it this way, um there was a I think NFL on Fox or whatever tweeted out, you know, top ten corners, you know, one of those you know, engagement, farming, tweets, which people do. (laughs) Well, no, you throw out a thing, you put a picture in it, it blows up, you put a link in it, nothing happens. I mean, that's Mm. just how it goes. So, and and I was looking at that list, and good corners on that list, for sure. I was looking at that, and I was like, McDuffie is better than at least three or four of these dudes, and probably more. I think Trent McDuffie, like, I, I talked about him a lot last year, I talked about him in the off season after I did my full-fledged film review on him and I was like he's a really good corner already and I was I tried to I tried to hedge my language because you never know what'll happen because development isn't linear at the corner position and it's also one where you see a lot of ups and downs game to game season to season um he's been better this year and he has been a star he is he has been terrific at everything Everything he's done. He he saved. I, I I tweeted it out because I was gonna write about him and I'm just not gonna have time this week. I, I I tweeted out a uh uh stuff that he had early on against the run. Um the Bears were testing the right side of the line. They actually blocked it up pretty well. They did. McDuffie manages to make it and make a solo tackle. He gets that hole so fast and he 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 makes a great tackle. He's a terrific tackler. If he does not, that's six. That runner was gone. No one had the angle. But he just made a terrific tackle. He had a couple stuffs at the line. He is an excellent tackler. He's excellent in press man coverage. He's excellent in off man coverage. He's excellent in any iteration of zone you want. He can rotate back to play he, to play like too high. They've done that a couple times. They'll line him up in the slot, then they'll rotate him back at the snap because Spags is psychotic. And he's back there patrolling deep they can play him as a robber they played him in a hybrid linebacker spot yes, they played him yes. at the line of scrimmage they are able to throw him in the slot where he is and I want to be careful how I say this because I love Lejarius Sneed's game he's a better cover corner from the slot than Sneed and that's one reason why Sneed is on the boundary all the time now following around number one wide receivers and making their lives miserable because he's an incredibly physical player and he can do that because Trent McDuffie great slot cover corner also terrific blitzer because it's not just about being fast you got to be able to run through contact you got to be able to finish you got to break down in space and under control and he does all that everything everything this year so far that he's been asked to do he's done not just really well he's done at an elite level do do you wish he were like two inches taller sure (laughs) but that's it he's a great athlete he's got great acceleration great hips great feet he's quick and fast how rare it is to get guys that are quick and fast. Trent McDuffie is so good. And I'm just going to keep pushing this narrative now because mean, you see, depending on what you think of PFF right now, we love it because Trent McDuffie highest rated corner in the entire NFL. Holy cow. Josh, just in the box. We lost Josh has oh, overcome the. Oh, I I thought. No, I kind of like that, Tucker. Can we go back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought the takeover was finally happening. I was like, I knew this day would come. But I mean, McDuffie is just, he's so smart. He, he, the way he plays zones, one of my favorite snaps from last year, I was able to kind of show it was one of my favorite snaps that he took, how, the way he took away three different receivers passing lanes just while staying relatively stationary, just by understanding where guys are coming in and out of his zone. Um, he just does everything well. Absolutely everything well. And thank you for giving me a chance to talk about that because it is, its it's been one of the big differences in the defense down the stretch last year. Trent McDuffie was there. And suddenly he went from having a good corner in Snead and two solid corners, because Williams and Watson were playing well, credit to them, but the uh, the difference between Watson Williams, who, again, I like, they played well. The difference between them and McDuffie, there's a sizable one. And you can see it every week. Real quick before you
0: take it over, Nate, just the one thing you'd change, Seth. This isn't even a joke. It's not a height joke. I'm not. This is a serious take. If McDuffie was two inches taller, he would not be a chief. That is correct.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And yep. he barely was anyway. Right. And Nate, you've done a great job reporting on that over the years. Like they couldn't believe he was available. Right. They, like, they were like, I mean, people seriously aren't going to take him. I know um, uh, Dane had him rated as his second best corner in yes. the entire draft. And Dane is, he's wrong like anyone else. So, well, no, he's not wrong like anyone else. I've, he's wrong a lot ah, less often than <laughs> <everyone that's> right. else. <laughs> that's right. I mean, he is just, he's so good at everything. And like you said, he wouldn't have been available if he were one instead of 5'11. Which uh. is also what you told your wife. Go ahead, Nate. That's not true. That's not five eleven.
3: right. So if people don't remember, uh, not the as I am, but <laughs> the, the 2022 draft, arguably the, the greatest draft class in the modern era for the Chiefs. Um, they moved from obviously 29 with a third round pick and a fourth round pick with the New England Patriots to go up from 29 to 21. Now, what's fascinating about this is that deal, and I've reported about it and Britain and it, it's all in the Athletic. That deal was basically done when the chargers were on the clock at number 17 and the biggest issue that they had at the time is were the chargers going to uh, be in the cornerback market. That was something that because they're divisional rivals, you always struggle with understanding where your divisional opponents might go. Sometimes even more so than uh, a traditional contender, like the bills, like the chiefs knew. And I know there's been a lot of theories about this and I, I don't know if we necessarily included it in the story because it gets like further into the woods, but like, the, the Bills were in the cornerback target market in the same way the Chiefs were for that mid to late first round. So uh, I know there's a video that the Bills put out um, where, <laughs> and I've always wondered like, it's, a, it's, it's how funny the draft is. You never know how these things are necessarily going to play out, but the Bills, with no one asked them to, put out a video that showed them kind of being... A bit surprised by the idea that Bill Belichick could covertly, um, you know, put them in a bind by trading with the top continued team in the AFC, and when you actually look at what the Patriots have done the last few years, they've actually had pretty good drafts, but uh, they traded for the Chiefs to go over the Bills to take McDuffie. Now, once the Chargers selected guard Zion Johnson, now the deal is on, essentially, and I want people to remember this as long as they watch Trip McDuffie in a Chiefs uniform. The reason Trip McDuffie is a Chief is because the Tennessee Titans chose to not pick him. Do you have does anybody know a Tennessee Titan quarterback?
0: Uh they drafted Christian Fulton when I wanted the Chiefs to do that instead of uh edwards Ridzi Lair, but that was a long
3: time ago. That's a long know. time ago. I don't even know if he's still there, honestly. The Titans, you could argue. For the 2022 draft had an even bigger issue at the cornerback position than the chiefs because the chiefs had a younger successful player in luxurious need the titans did not so as the chiefs are literally sweating on their draft room the titans do something that to a large segment of the nfl world was a bit shocking they traded aj brown to the eagles and then replaced AJ Brown with Traylon Burks, who is a very talented receiver, but he wasn't gonna be AJ Green anytime soon. Um, and AJ or AJ Brown or AJ Brown, excuse me. Uh, I he, wasn't he
0: wasn't gonna be AJ Yellow. He was gonna be AJ Blue. There's no AJ color that Traylon Burks is gonna be. E. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what am I doing? It's gonna, gonna be T- AJ Purple. I'm he lo- might be AJ Fuchsia one day,
3: but <laughs> you know, AJ Turquoise out of Duke University, one of the diamonds in this year's draft class. I would draft an AJ
0: Turquoise if that showed up in my big board, just side unseen.
3: Uh, I'm looking at my reporting right now, it's so funny. I'm looking at my laptop and I it says AJ Brown, yet I said AJ Green anyway. They would have been thrilled if he turned into AJ Green. Are you, you kidding me? <laughs> AJ Green ruled, um, so. The Chiefs are thinking that the Titans were going to select Tretman Duffy because he felt like a player who could help them immediately to continue to contend, obviously, in the AFC South. They choose Traylon Burks. And then, of course, the Saints take Trevor Pinion. The Pittsburgh Steelers, with the least secret bit of information during that draft year, obviously, select Kenny Pickett at 20 and I can't tell you how fast the Chiefs called into the league to make sure that they could select Trent McDuffie the moment mm-hmm. it was put through the league sort of informational system that the Steelers were going to take Kenny Pickett before it ever was put on television. So um, the the real sliding doors moment is not only what the Chargers did, but it's what the Tennessee Titans did because. There was some thought that if Trent McDuffie got to Tennessee, that that was the one monkey risk that the Chiefs could not sort of, you know, overcome necessarily. And the Titans felt like they needed to have another big physical, you know, extremely athletic receiver. They went in that direction. And uh, you could argue that the trade for Trent McDuffie is just as impressive as the trade that the Chiefs executed in 2017 for Patrick Mahomes for varying different reasons. But Trent McDuffie is already in the third, going into the fourth game of his career, the second best player on the Chiefs defense. And I know there are some people in the article from the comment section that said, hey, what about Nick Bolton? Nick Bolton has the all-time lead in for the franchise history in tackles for a single season. And Nick Bolton is incredibly impressive. Trent McDuffie has not given up 100 yards this season. He has not given up a touchdown this season. He has not been penalized this season. Tripp McDuffie is playing at such a high level that today, Dave Merritt, who obviously I told you guys about uh, a couple of episodes, said he is playing at a very high level. Quote, he's probably one of the smartest DBs that I've ever come across at this age as far as going into his second season. Again, he told me, after the Jaguars game, he the best cornerback I didn't ever drafted. Two weeks later, he saying he's one of the smartest DBs I've ever come across at this age. So um Merit not, you know, Merritt's doubling down on uh his original thoughts, and that's what he said today. But um, but yeah, that's sort of the backstory to Tripp McDuffie. And for all the great play that Sauce Gardner had last year, it just tells you that players can continue to grow and develop over the course of their rookie contract. And it's exciting that this is probably the first real primetime matchup that Chiefs have played where both teams have a star corner. Uh, I want to get our predictions in, but Seth also uh,
0: just trying to get that Swifty SEO um, did write about Travis Kelsey as well. Seth, I think the metaphor of an incredible like uh, jazz trumpeter playing along with an orchestra trying to hit every note I think is an excellent, excellent metaphor um, we talk about Travis Kelsey an appropriate and, and extensive amount on this show. But uh what what was it that inspired that we oh god, I mean I can't even pretend that we don't know because we haven't actually talked just hit me, we haven't talked about that clip that that inspired a whole round of Twitter chaos because that was <laughs> Tuesday twos- that maybe came out on Tuesday, I think. Travis does uh, what he wants. Came Travis out. Travis does Wednesday. what he wants. Came Did out. You have it? That was on Wednesday. Okay. If you have not seen the clip, the Chiefs tweeted it out. There's a longer clip now. I think it's all within the franchise umbrella. But it's, it's about the touchdown uh, where, where, well, Seth, they did the thing again.
1: <laughs> they did the thing again. And it's it's like, yeah, mic'd up, I think, within the franchise. I mean, it's so, so on. Uh, two things actually led to this. I was already, like, writing about Kelsey's improv before that clip came out. So that was just incredibly fortuitous. Uh, my wife was like, you got to write something about Travis Kelsey, why he's great. And if I were you, I'd put the paywall lower than you normally do, so you can just hey yeah, just have money, man. They, they hey, spend no, a lot money on tickets and merch. Well, yeah, but I mean, who wants to subscribe for? Well, hey, you know, I mean, whatever. If you do, I mean, if you if you're a non-football fan, I'll I'll, I'll take your subscription as well. Set, I'll write about Travis Kelsey every week if that's what it takes. <laughs> but, set it at thirteen
0: dollars. That's like the Taylor Swift number is thirteen. Oh, sure. It's twelve dollars a year right now.
1: Up my yeah, hey, butt. Hey. Hey, hey, Taylor, one one tweet about the Chief of the North newsletter and I could retire and do it full time, huh? Do a guy a favor. Anyway, so they so they they released this clip showing that after Travis Kelsey's touchdown, Mahomes is like Travis just does what he wants. He was supposed to run a corner route. He saw the safety, opened his hips up that direction, just went the other way. The thing that inspired me to write about it in the first place, though, was actually on the second or their first touchdown drive. Maybe their second touchdown. Either way, when Greg Olson, who does a really terrific job uh, as a color commentator, he really does a nice job with that, especially talking about routes and stuff. Where it was when Kelsey caught a uh, first down on third and three, and it was a similar thing where Olson pointed out. He's like, he he did a great job. And this is this is where commentators can do something good during a broadcast and actually inform their audience. Wow. It's just the truth. It's like if you're going to talk about something a guy's doing, maybe reference that Lane Johnson's been doing it for years. I don't know. You yeah. could. You could. You could. You could. You won't. <laughs> you won't, but you could. Yep. Anyway, so what 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 Olsen mentioned was, you know, you've got the cornerback that's taking the deep third. I think it was the quarterback. It was the boundary cornerback. He is supposed to back off and take that deep third and take away that corner route. Kelsey's corner route is really just designed to open up the two short comebacks that are right beyond the sticks. Well, what Travis Kelsey does, he sees the guy back up, he just stops and turns around and what? Before he starts doing that, Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball. How? I don't know. It's insane. It's insane.
0: And they both did the exact same thing in perfect synchronicity of yeah. just like it's like you're throwing
1: a, a tissue into a into a trash can three feet away. He just floats it. Yeah, he just floats it up there. And it's so funny because in the clip that they released from, from the franchise or wherever they're gonna have it, where Mahomes was like, <laughs> Exactly, just a little flip. I got runs up to him day and day. was like, I didn't know if you saw it. And so he's throwing the ball, not knowing if he's gonna do it. And it's just freaky stuff. And what Greg Olsen said that I just loved was all week, well, that corner has been practicing for this look. He got told by his coaches, great rep. You did that perfect. And instead against Travis Kelsey, it's like a 12-yard gain in a first down because he's like, oh, well, he's going there. Well, I'm going to stop here. So I wanted to write about a few other plays like that because this happens more than people realize. I know for a fact that there's a few times every game where the Chiefs, they'll call up a play, it's like, Travis, just, you know, go where they're not. Yeah. Go get open. And the thing is, you can't, Andy Reid controls everything. Everything. The fact that he has given Travis Kelsey that is a demonstrative of what a great player he is and how unique he is. Like, he just sees the field, like, in slow motion, the way a quarterback does, a great quarterback, and he adjusts his routes accordingly. And so I just really want to make sure that people don't miss what they're seeing with him. Because it's easy to miss in the moment because again, and we've talked about this before, he makes football look so easy. It's like, why doesn't anyone else just run five yards down the field, turn around and catch a ball? Like why is no one else doing this? It's so simple because no one else can. And it's just so cool. So I wrote about that and uh, and I, I again, I tried to include quite a bit in there in the introduction, like let's say you're not a football fan. Here's why this is impressive. Because really, we all know that the Swifties are going to have football figured out within like three weeks here. I, and I want to believe this, like that,
0: that it will that there will be some subsection of Swifty Twitter that becomes a permanent part of NFL Twitter and like creates a new metric or figures out something 100%. that will stick around in
1: NFL Twitter. I 100% believe you, you know who's going to figure out a way to finalize the argument as to why Kelsey is the greatest tight end of all time. Swifties, they're going to find that metric, that one thing that shows it definitively, which I don't think it's that hard to make the argument, but they will do it, and I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of teaching Swifties about football and what makes Travis Kelsey special. That's all I want. Swifties,
0: do you know who the swiftest player in NFL history is? Ooh. His name is Jamal Charles, and we mm-hmm. need your help. Yep. This mm-hmm. is my message. This is, this is my offer. And, and that other- might... That might be the cause. And there's men of a certain age who will decide his legacy's fate. Yes.
1: Bully them and mercilessly until they. Your new, your new, they, favorite, your new yeah. favorite tight end uh-huh. will tell you that that About man belongs him. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He will yeah. tell you. Yeah. If it's you a good ask way. Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, will say that, actually. He, uh-huh. he a million percent would. Andy Reid said it. Like, and he didn't even hesitate. That was so great, where he was like, Yeah, absolutely. He did everything well. And that's what he's right about. Jamal Charles is one of the greatest players I've ever seen. But certain people don't realize it. Swifties, we need your help with that because it is all about publicity, unfortunately. And that man belongs in the Hall of Fame. do Do I need to remind
3: our audience that in 2010, he carried them to the playoffs, a home playoff game, where it was Ray Lewis and Ed Reed and
1: Terrell Suggs. And they might as well have put nine in the box. Yeah. And he still scored a touchdown. He still scored. He averaged 6.4 yards per carry that year. Unreal. That sounds made up. Sounds real. real. Unreal. But I... unreal. Anyway. Unreal. anyway yeah, I, yeah. And I will. And, and he's up for eligibility this first year. I'm assuming he probably won't get the nod this first year because I get how first ballot stuff works. Now without the Swifties, you won't. Now yeah. without the Swifties. But I mean... you can make this happen because if people just examine the evidence... It speaks for itself. I don't have to do anything fancy to convince people that Jamal Charles belongs in the Hall of Fame. I just need them to look at the evidence. And if they do, they'll see it. And that's the great thing about that is that he's already done all the work. Just people need to see it. And that's... Actually, I wrote about that and this thing about Kelsey when I want people to enjoy it. I was... I mean, I was devastated when Jamal Charles got cut because, you know, the injuries and stuff had stacked up. And part of it was that I just didn't sit there and appreciate it. And that's, I don't want people to be like that with Kelsey, because, you know, in three, four, five years, six years, ten years, whenever he's done, it's going to be that. And replays, you know, YouTube highlights, they don't hit the same <laughs> as watching it happen snap after snap in real time. Nate, how's it going to hit when the Chiefs play the Jets on
3: Saturday Night Football? Uh, Chiefs.
1: I'm going to say Chiefs 26, Jets 13. I really thought you were going to say 30 something. I was like, <laughs> no. I was no. like, oh, no. dang. 13. Thirteen. Very uh, no. good Jets defense out there. Very it good. Jets. 20, did they 26 13? 20, yeah. 26, 26 13.
3: 13. So a little double up action.
0: I don't know where the line's at, but that feels like it's probably pretty close.
1: I have That's- not looked at the
0: line. Me neither.
1: I think the Chiefs continue to tighten up on their mistakes, and I think it ends up 31-16. Okay. Uh, Tucker says minus
0: 9.5, courtesy of our friends at DraftKings. So a double-digit win will we'll get you cleared. I'll, uh, I'll say that that happens. I'm going to go... Uh, I'm trying to decide if I want to give him 30 or not. I'm going to go 27-10. Um, I uh, I think that is... Uh, I think I, uh, Kit Swanson of this very network Today on the Zone with Jason Anderson, Sports Radio Ten WHB, where we talk to one of the KCSN Lab guys every week on Thursdays. I believe he went twenty four to ten. Mm. Um, so uh, I, I, we all are a little bit higher there, but kind of in that in that grouping where we're we don't think it's going to be a, an offensive complete showcase uh, for the uh, for the Chiefs' offense, but. Defense holds strong. That's good stuff there. Uh, also, speaking of good stuff, you can uh, listen to primetime NFL action Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, all on the aforementioned Sports Radio 10 WHB. You can see the call letters right here in my background, and uh, you can uh, not not on not this Sunday night because it'll be the Chiefs, but uh, the national games, the primetime action over the course of the NFL season on your home for the NFL in Kansas City, Sports Radio 10 WHB plus. Look at ready for the pregame show on Sunday as well. So. Uh, fellas, I think that we have, uh, dotted our I's, crossed our T's, and have appropriately disrespected Zach Wilson, even though it wasn't our intention when we got here. Uh, Nate, why don't you, uh, get us out?
3: Well, guys, this is going to be it. first. Um, we're going to do a shout out, not to our lovely listeners, um, although we hope that this lovely cat does get to hear their name be called, we're going to give a special shout out to Bass, Turd, Ferguson, a <laughs> lovely cat. Um, what? who is? Yes, this is Derek's cat. Uh, who's going through a bit of um, you know, a, a medical situation. So we are doing this to obviously uh, uplift. Yes, Derek, we're doing this to uplift Bass, Turd, Ferguson. Um, he is so sweet. And obviously, Derek listens to the show. I don't know if he watches. Someone, you know, clip this and send it out to him. I'm about to put his cat on YouTube live.
1: I Uh, gotta see the cat. Here we go. Oh, what What a sweet little kitty. Yeah. Yeah, Shout out to Bass
3: Turd Ferguson. Ferguson. So what this means, ladies and gentlemen, is now we've opened up a different wall that probably can't uh that that wall's come down if you have an animal that you would like us to give (laughs) an honorary treatment to we will more than happily do it look you know i know i know bast is getting up there in the years uh from what i've been told and um look our 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 pets give us such great joy in life and they fulfill us in a ways that you know People with mouths who can communicate. Sometimes don't. Uh, but we did want to give, you know, it is it is my honor, uh, honestly, to 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 make it to make this cat today. Uh, because I'm probably more of a cat person than a dog person based on how I grew up. Yeah, I know. We're we're learning a lot of new things. Uh, but yes, please give prayers, please give good vibes, good thoughts uh to Bass, turd, Ferguson.
2: This show's perfect sometimes. That person?